Welcome back to the Unexpected Fuckery of Forty podcast. I'm your host, Nikita. And today I have a very special guest with me, James Bing. Hey guys, what's going on? How y'all doing? <laughs> so James was on a podcast uh, with me earlier this year, and he also does a weekly live on Instagram called Sundays with So Cool J. So give him a little bit of a um, recap about what your show is about. So Sundays with Soul Cool J literally started in a quarantine period where, you know, it had been a month or so and I hadn't reached out or uh, I hadn't talked to really anybody outside of like my little circle. And it was like when you're used to going out, being social with people and all of that, some people you may not necessarily have contact with like phone numbers or something, but just being social with them. And it was like, you know, we hadn't talked, everything was going crazy. So I just started and it was like, hey, let me just start a live and see what happens. And everybody jumped on and we started talking. And so I turned that into a Sunday uh, uh, IG live show where we talk about the topics of the day. Um, it could be anything from relationships to financial um, information to verses, which we always talk about because I'm a music head. Um, so it's a variety of subjects. We talk, we get into it. Um, it's very interactive. Uh, people can leave questions on there. Uh, people are talking to chat. We just get into it. And so we've bumped it out of three hours. So it, um, oh, wow. Yeah. So we always go Sundays from four to seven. This actually Labor Day, I'm going to do it on Monday. Um, but yeah, we do it three hours. We talk, we get into it and, and we have a really good time. So. All right. So you guys got to check that out. So I'll definitely provide a link to Soul Cool J's Instagram account. <laughs> So you can check that out on Sundays. And so that's basically what we're going to do today is just talk about random things that's been mm -hmm. in my mind and also in the forefront of like headlines in black culture. Mm -hmm. so the first thing I want to get into is um, how do you feel about corn fleas? So <laughs> I saw this, that, that on IG a couple of weeks ago, quarantine, but it's a, and a flea, so it's a corn flea. Okay. So have you heard about a lot of people during this time getting into a corn flea? So I haven't really heard about it necessarily. I mean, I, I, I hear it exists. I mean, I think we even heard, um, uh, was it Tiffany Haddish who basically turned her little kind of introduction to comment into a corn, corn fling and not they together as a relationship. Right. Um, I remember when we first talked, everybody was kind of like when quarantine first started, everybody was like, well, if you got somebody right now, you might want to stick with this one through the quarantine time right. period. Um, but I also know that like people have been like uh, looking at dating apps more, trying to reach out more. So uh, there has been these kind of things where in quarantine, people have kind of been trying to make little ways right now. So I, I don't know anybody necessarily in one uh, mm -hmm. personally, but I know they've been going around. So, I mean, I, it's a, it's a tricky thing, but I completely understand it. Yeah. So, so you haven't been, so you haven't been booed up? No, I have not been. I have really not, have not been. Mm -mm. What? So you haven't been hitting up the day. I was like, that's the why. So I, so I definitely got on, a date nap or whatever and you know communicated with some people on there and i actually met up with um one person mm -hmm. but the after that the conversation just <laughs> yeah it was like i'm like okay yeah i don't know if this can get behind this because the conversation is just not 
there for yeah. me. So, um, but I think that's the thing, man. It's just like with the quarantine flings, like it's all—it's not—it's not almost semi of a gamble because if you connect with somebody, you get with it. You just gotta hope, unless both of y'all taking COVID nineteen tests, you just kind of like, all right, we're just gonna ride this and see. Hopefully, neither one of us get sick or whatever it goes right. on. So, right. um, but I definitely understand it because I mean, if you can't be around people and have that interaction and you live alone and you're a single person uh, you you need like yourself right right so you, <laughs> you start you start wanting to have somebody exactly so me and two of my girlfriends have been in quarantine <laughs> <laughs> so i got in one in june and it's still ongoing and two of my very close friends also um, got into corn fleas and it's very interesting. I feel like it's either going to help build you a solid foundation for your relationship in the future, or it's going to give you this time to really see how a person moves, how they are, how their person mm-hmm. is, how they live. I, I think a full 90 days needed regardless whether we were in quarantine or not. But um, this time, because you're not doing anything else and you don't have a whole lot of distractions, I think it really gives you um, a good feel for the person who you're dating and to decide whether you want to move uh, forward with this in the future. So I'm in one myself. It's been going pretty good. Um, Now, though, the issue is, okay, so so it's getting a little boring. Like, it's getting a little mundane. I'm like, okay, so what are we doing this weekend? Like, we just can't sit in the house all day and just watch TV. Like, I'm kind of over that. So I think, you know, now that things are opening back up, those distractions are starting to come back. Because I'm like, again, like I've been saying on my past episodes, I got cabin fever. Listen, I'm getting out with or without your ass, okay? (laughs) Uh, You better hope that it's with you. Because, listen, I have not had a chance to enjoy this summer so I'm trying to be, listen, I'm going to somebody's rooftop bar tonight. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just, it's been different. It's been, it's been good. I wasn't talking to anybody even before this. I was lonely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's given me a good distraction um, just during these challenging times with everything that's been going on, the racial and, you know, social yeah. justice, all that kind of stuff. So I'm thankful whether it works out or not. I've been thankful that I've had this time with him just to, you know, have someone else around, somebody else to talk to. Um, So two of our relationships, uh, like I said, we're kind of both on the fence about whether we want to keep this going. And one of my girlfriends is they're thriving in their relationship. Like, like I said, they go out all the time. Um, They're in a love you phase already. That's good. I mean, I mean, and it's funny. I, I so it, th- that's the two tales, right? Because I probably be on your guy's side. Like, I'm not trying to be around people now. I wouldn't mind going out. Like the the person I went out with, like we want we went to downtown Decatur and walked around and just okay. kind of went into successful stuff and do like that. So I wouldn't mind going like somewhere where it's open, where I don't have to be near people going out exploring maybe going to different downtowns in in the city maybe right. doing something where we go into the park or walking the belt line where you still got room like those kind of activities is cool yeah i ain't trying to be up in compound with all the people sweating on each other and oh, bu- and bu- and or yeah. nobody and i'm not necessarily even trying to be in somebody rooftop party like i went 
I went met somebody one time at a at a restaurant where we sat outside and they had the table spread so far apart that you wouldn't really near anybody. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But like I probably wouldn't be trying to be around people either. The way I see people at the grocery store and how these people I know ain't clean, ain't touching nothing, walking up, ain't doing all this. Like you out <laughs> here, stuff flying. And let me get sick. Uh, nah. Yeah, and I definitely wouldn't be trying. I'm definitely not trying to go to the club. Now that I, I, I <laughs> anything like that. Like I bet when I go to restaurants, I'm still not going inside. I'm still sitting on the patio. So mm-hmm. that's my thing. It's like you have to be so creative in these times. Like it's yeah. the guy. I mean, both the guy and the woman need to be very, very creative. So and not have that lazy energy. Like we're, we're three, we had three months, like it's too early for lazy energy. So we <laughs> be creative with these things, with these things or yeah, it's just, yeah, it's gonna end. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, the, the title may say it all, it's a corn fling. It ain't a corn right. relationship. So, <laughs> I mean, if it's just a fling, then I mean, if it's just somebody you, you know, you spending this time when they would get with it. I mean, like you said, you'll be able to figure out because at the end of the day, the basis of your relationship is probably going to be mostly how you spending it now, right? You're right. not going to be able to go out all the time and do all the things. And when things right. open back up, kid to be back in school, you probably be back in the office. So you'll yep. spend more time away. So if you can kick it with them in these close quarters and you cool, you see how they move, how they act, and it's, it's all good. Yeah. Then maybe when things open up and it's like, all right, yeah, I'm willing to go back out and do whatever, then it should go forward from that point. But you might get to feel like you get too bored to be like, nah, they don't want to do nothing when everything open backs up. And then it might be like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably what my text is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that when things open back up, then I'm going to have some additional distractions. Hey, I'm going to be going out with my girl, <laughs> all that. But, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes when those distractions pop back up, how, mm-hmm. how many of these flings last, because the reality is, it's, it's, I call it a fling because we really didn't think that we would be locked down this long, right? We right. thought this was kind of like temporary, maybe, you know, maybe two months. But hell, I'm working from home until 2021. Right, exactly. And so I, I'm now like, I, I, I really enjoyed it in the beginning. I was like, hell, I don't want to go back to work. I love being home. I love this. But now um, where my office is downstairs, like in the, in the basement, I don't have any windows. And I'm like, oh, my God. I got to get out of here. Like, I feel like I'm in a dungeon. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't expect this to last this long. And hopefully 2021 will bring about um, a change in in the world, just everything that's going on, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I know, well, it's funny. I love working from home. So I definitely had to go back to my office at no point in time in life. But I, it's just the fact that I still can't socially do it. Like working wise, I can work from home, be perfectly fine. But socially, I still want to be able to get out. I mean, like we coming up the Labor Day weekend. Normally, this is Atlanta weekend. Their house in the park. Like, oh. you know, you miss being around that energy of 15,000 people just going crazy. So that's the part I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be, this is going to be a little difficult to, to not be able to interact. But um, yeah, hopefully 2021. You know they have a vaccine. I'm I'm gonna let everybody else try it and see how how they go through it before I go through it. Hopefully there's a <laughs> there's some antibi- antibiotics and medicine that they come to be able to take care of it so people can manage it. Then you can get back out. But I I'm kind of with I, I I think I'm kind of with the guy, especially being 41. Like I don't feel like I can bounce back that quick. 
and I and I think my mindset always goes survival mode. Is being out worth me dying? Because that's basically what can happen. If I catch this right. disease and it takes whatever, and so if, 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 is it worth being like, well, it was great when I went to that that one restaurant, I went to that one rooftop. <laughs> It, it, it was worth me losing it. It's like, nah, it ain't really worth that. So I'm really, I'm willing to be like, I chill and figure out ways to adjust until it's really safe for me to get back. Cause I want to live past this. So. But you still got to live life though. You, like we still got to live life. Otherwise we're going to go crazy sitting up, especially when. So, but it's funny when people say that, like really depends on how dependent you are on that social interaction yeah to whether because when people say live life i'll be like i got enough going on like it ain't nothing out there that was so pressing to me that i missed that hard that i'm like man i'll just die for it like it ain't i enjoy going out and i enjoy doing things and i love having fun but it was like my brain immediately went to is it worth dying for but it just to me my mind break goes is it worth it and if it's worth it right I go out there. So I think in, in the corn flings, you just have to be creative and go, Hey, we can't Netflix and chill. We can't just sit at the house. Like we got to do something. So maybe we ride a bike on the beltway. Again, we, we not touching nobody. There's some things you can do where you can Mm -hmm. be out, interact, even see other individuals. Because it's just like you said, if you go into Lowe's and Home Depot every day, or you go into the grocery store. Thank you. It's people in the grocery store. Right. So, and we, yes, we go to the grocery store all the time. We, listen, we're a great stay at the grocery store and the CVS. So, right. So if you're walking around people there, as long as you keep your distance, so it's the same thing. Like, go in a space where you don't feel like it's going to be incredibly crowded so you can right. keep your distance, but you can still interact. Like, Atlanta has a couple, couple of walkable areas where you can walk around and still interact. So I think, yeah. I think that's cool. I think it's just uh, – but I get the safety of – I ain't trying to die neither. So it, you just have to balance yeah. it and be willing to interact because you do want that interaction of being around out amongst and being able to see stuff with the person. Even if you walked up Stone Mountain together, something like that. Exactly. Just in- Stone yeah. Mountain, the Beltline. Like I'm a, I'm a foodie. So yeah. my, what I spend my money on the most is probably going out to eat. So right. I miss that. Um, you know, and a lot of restaurants don't have patios. So again, I think it's harder too for us ladies when we're in these relationships because we still want to dress up we still want to look nice we want to right right mm-hmm. you got a damn mask on you take the mask off it's brown full of damn mask. <laughs> it's like why did i even put this shit on my face if i can't even show it you know what i mean it's hard right. yeah it's definitely just, hard yeah it's been hard so shout out to my people in those cornflakes if you are in one send me a dm or something i want to know how how your situation is going are you ending it is it flourishing uh do you think it's gonna turn into a relationship tell me what it is right exactly so the next thing i want to talk about is the brandy versus monica the versus <laughs> did you do yourself i think you said you was gonna log on the next day and maybe do something i didn't do it because I, I i was so high on what what was happening to i was like i thought about i might log on but then i had a long day at work and i was just like nah i ain't gonna worry about it um but it was let me tell you this may be in all honesty the first actual in my mind i feel like versus battle that actually had real tension because if you had to do all of that just to get them on the camera and to do it yes. at the same time, and yes. you could tell that these were personalities that 
that there was something there, especially yes. from Monica's side, they're like, eh. Yes. My you, people. Yes. You that, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you could just, it was awkward at moments. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I think it was well needed. I was happy for them that they finally got over whatever it was that happened back in the day. I think maybe Monica had punched her in the face or something. <laughs> so, so, basically, I guess the story comes out like, I think people pitted them together all the mm-hmm. time. And then I think there were people in Monica's ear that were saying stuff like, I don't know if they were saying Brandy is better, but thinking that Brandy was doing something. And I think people were in Brandy's ear about yeah. it. But you could definitely tell Brandy was definitely the person that didn't want, she wanted to be friends from the jump. Like, definitely yes. whatever. But Monica was the person, like, trying to keep a 10-foot, like, uh, I, don't, I don't fool with certain people. So it was definitely these two, you know, Monica, more, maybe more hood, more urban, whatever. Brandy was definitely the more clean, polished kind of individual. Good girl image. Good girl, right. Yeah. So you had two diabolical different individuals on two sides of the spectrum and trying to clash. And you could tell that Monica, if it didn't, if it don't come right to her in a certain way, she ain't yes. trying to mess with it. Don't come for it. Yes. So I think they felt they were something that they heard, that they were talking that were pitting them together. They tried to reconcile it. I think maybe Brandy kind of pushed it while she asked her to do the boy is mine. Mm-hmm. But apparently at the MTV VMAs in 1998, whatever happened, I think, I guess, Monica felt like Brandy was trying to be more too much of a diva, whatever, and apparently might have slapped or put hands on her or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it, so that interaction happened. Right. Um, they did another song together after that, so I don't know if they cleared it up, but it's crazy. It sounds like they may have had a conversation, but it sounds like Monica hold on to stuff. Like you, <laughs> right? And that's why you know what I'm saying. Like I, I, I resonate with Monica. I've always been Team Monica because I feel like she my spirit animal. You got the same type of personality. I mean, you know, some places I go, people think I'm bougie as hell. So other people think that I'm ghetto as hell. Like it's <laughs> both, actually. <laughs> I'm okay with being both. You know? Right. Sometimes you need to turn up on a motherfucker. Sometimes <laughs> you know, classy, but. Um, I think it, man, I think it was great for the culture. We needed it at this time. Like I said, with all the violence, all the deaths, like we've had so many deaths. It was mm-hmm. good to see, you know, two black women uh, settle their differences for the moment and, you know, come together and give us that. And then it was, I didn't expect it to go three hours. Like I stayed in all three hours at two hour two hours. Like, okay. I'm done with this. And then they'll play another song. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> and they had 1.2 million followers, more than the VMAs, more than some of the NBA playoff games that were going on. Like, yeah, and it was their largest verses because even, I think, um, even like the uh, Beanie Man, Bounty Killer, um, the Jill Scott and all them, like they might have gotten to like five, maybe uh, 600,000 steady. But nobody mm-hmm. had a 1.1 million steady from like when it started throughout the entire thing. Right. It was just crazy. So it, you could tell how their impact on yeah. our culture that people wanted to be in. And you could also tell the tension. I can't tell you how many memes I saw of people pitting one or the other like this how this how Monica looked after Brandy whooped her tail or uh, this is how Brandy felt after Monica was like not trying to hug her. Like you could tell there was some real tension. It was like, and it, you could tell, like you could see these two personalities. And, I, and the reason I really enjoyed it is for growing up, those two kind of represented two dominant 
kind of themes of us as because we were growing up when we were born still everybody went to church still everybody was whatever but then yeah. it was that transition of people moving out of that you had those two sides so it was like you always had somebody who might have been really clean right polished kind of good person yeah. whatever yes. but then you always had the other person that was hood urban out there whatever mm -hmm. and they both kind of existed and there's yeah. sometimes might have been tension and awkwardness but then you you couldn't have one without the other so i i enjoyed that to see that kind of play out because i'm like this is really who we were growing up like you had the people that were like good good and you had the people yeah. that was on the opposite side and they always had this kind of weird way of trying to figure out how to make that work and how to or how to coexist so right um, i i really liked it and i really to me it also represented the balance in music for us in our generation because it ain't all trap or all yes. this we had people that had good this polished stuff and then you had people that had the good hood urban stuff and it coexisted so you could yes. play with both sides whatever mood you was in you was able to reach to both sides because artists represented that versus everything being kind of one note and it's just all everything's the same so i I really loved it, man. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was real R&B. It was no auto-tune, you know what I mean? And people were singing about real issues. I mean, they were, I think, definitely for Monica, Monica sang about personally what happened in her life. For me, Brandy, I mean, and I, and I like Brandy. People don't give me flack for this, but I think Brandy, like, her mom is still that good get ingrained that good girl image it was like you know even when she got pregnant it was like it was a secret and then they said that they were married it turns out they really weren't married at all it was like she had to be this good california girl you know we don't talk about sex all that kind of stuff but to me brandy was just annoying as hell and what i loved was the meme floating around was that the reason why these two don't vibe is because brandy play too much and monica don't play at all <laughs> <laughs> you can see that like the whole time brandy i mean she just like kept like poking at her even with the um the thing she kept wanting her to sing Sing with me, sing with me. And Brandy is a great harmonizer. Like, hands down, her voice is amazing. But it's like, girl, I don't, I don't want to just sing with you. And then Brandy was like, well, I'm singing all your songs. And, you know, and then when Monica was like, oh, oh. And then she kept saying, oh, my daughter, cover your ears, Sarah. I'm like, ain't Sarah like 34 years old by now? Oh, girl. Like, seriously, she at least is in her 20s. Come on now. She didn't say a whole, probably been a whole for a minute. <laughs> like, seriously, I, I don't mean that, people. I, I'm pretty sure she has it. But, um, I mean, she kept telling her, okay, you got to clean that up. We don't need to say whole. Like, girl, really, we grown. We grown, grown. But it, to me, I'm okay with that because I mean, there's a that's a different side, right? That's a different yep. person, and that personality can't exist. I'm okay with you not wanting to be the most vulgar and say right. or, the, or more real. I'm I'm okay with you if you want to reserve and keep something like that. Because again, that's a balance. Like if everybody mm -hmm. want to be completely vulgar and say whatever they want to, then it just is like run down. If everybody's completely too good, then it just kind of seems maybe not as authentic. So I think there's okay. Cause I felt like authentically, that's how she felt like, and I, I can relate to Brandy probably more than Monica in the sense that growing up in the church and being that kind of person, you felt like there was a certain stand that you had to keep. And yeah. that, and some of those other things were kind of just shared for a more private situation. So I can, I can, I, I like it. Cause to me, it's like, there's, there's two people that you can, you can exist. And I agree. Like Brandy was the kind of person that would want to play, sing and do all this. Me not. Cause I mean, if you think about the older 
generations, you, I mean, when you couldn't be censored, I mean, you had your Bill Cosby's and you had your Richard mm-hmm. Pryor's, right? Mm-hmm. You had your Sinbad's and your Eddie Murphy's. You know what I'm saying? You had your, you know, Martin Lawrence's, you had other people there. Good point, good point. Every, there was a balance of, okay, everybody doesn't have to be so raw and curse all the time, but everybody yeah. doesn't have to be so completely clean either. You yeah. can have a balance of, you know, I might want to just be conservative, keep it cool. I can still do my thing. I can still be talented. Um, then you got other people like, I, I can be more raw and open. I can express it in a more aggressive way and it still works. And it's okay yeah. to have yeah. both of those sides, right? So that's why I, I was cool with it. I'm like, there's some people who won't be able to speak loud because the raw, more uncut is probably more prominent and aggressive. But there's some people in the branding like, I, that's me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm the person that don't want to really curse or don't want to say or, you know, like even in hip hop, you remember you had West Coast, but you had Rakim who never cursed in his raps because he felt, he mm, said he had to play in, in front of his parents. And so he never wanted to do that. So same thing, you had the Will Smiths and then you, you also had everybody else. There was, a, there was a balance of, okay, if I really just wanted to hear something clean and I, I'm a person that relates to that, that can exist. And then if I'm just more to, I'm, I'm grown, I'm, I, can, I can say it, I, whatever I can express it and I can use whatever I want to, yeah. there's something for that too. So I, to me, I, there, I know that there, there was, most people, you had to really pick a clear side. You had to be either Team Brandy or Team Monica. Right. <laughs> for me, it was like, I get to enjoy both because it's like yeah. I can relate to one more than the other. But and then usually, especially in male and female binary, if you you know if you're on that side, like mm-hmm. usually the the cleanest person was more attracted to the the more urban yes. person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. and it would kind of be like vice versa. Like you know, you were kind of like they 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 say, oh, you could be edgy, like Whitney Houston and, and Bobby Brown, right? Yes. She was the more cleanest vocal, like never say whatever, but. She went all the way on the other side of the, the, the net, right? Turn it up, all right? Turn it up, okay? Right. And people think it was Bobby, it wasn't me, Bobby, okay? Right, right. Usually, and good point to go going back to how you grew up in the church because that's growing up. That's usually what you saw. Preachers' kids and preachers' daughters were wild as hell. Let me tell you, college. Um, <laughs> my very first roommate in college at Tuskegee. She was from California, and her I think her father was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like the first day we moved in and her mom, they weren't, I don't know, they weren't very friendly, but um, they came up to me and they were like, are you a Christian? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jokingly, I, I, I was joking, but when I tell you to look on that woman's face, like she's about to sit me straight to hell. I was like, no, ma'am, yes, of course I'm a Christian. But the crazy thing about it when we actually like maybe two months in, when I tell you that girl was never in our room, she was never in her room. It was constantly boys calling back after back after back. And her parents would be calling her on the phone. They're like, where's Tiffany? I'm like, I don't know. I ain't seen her ass in a week. Wilding out, let me tell you. Then when they came to pick her up, they said that I was a bad influence. And I'm like, hold up. I don't even hang out with this girl. Like, <laughs> And she didn't blame this shit on me. And, and she was wild and wasn't even doing her, her any right. work. And they took her out of school because I mean she they was paying money for for nothing. But right. that's usually what you saw. Preachers' kids wild as hell, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I guess they was in the church every Sunday and it was just this um expectation that they, you know, would be so clean and everything. But 
Yeah, that's not the case. Right. I mean, even what uh, didn't it come out that Tony Braxton said she wished she would have had more sex and did more partying when she was young, but it was her religion <laughs> that held her back. So I mean, that, I mean, that's the thing. Like when you look at Brandy and Monica, you realize that these were the two dominant things. You had people that may not necessarily been in church that was wilding and whatever, but then you also mm -hmm. had people who felt like, you know, you, there's a certain way to do things, a certain image. You don't. Right. You don't you know, when you get older, you can do whatever, but let's right. keep it clean. You don't need to curse or you don't need to say all things this way to communicate. And I yeah. think, I, so I appreciated that. I mean, because I, I, like I said, I probably related a little bit more with Brandy growing up because that was kind of the thing. Like, you don't have to, I mean, I don't curse, but you know. I was just to, about to ask you that I was, I, because I noticed that about you. Even when you, when you call out my podcast, you say the unexpected effery. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. don't curse or yeah, anything. I don't curse. Not 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 to say that it might not come out if you got me angry enough, I might be able to go to town. But nah, it's just not my thing. I so right. I don't curse or do anything like that. But at the same time, all my friends let it ride. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but to me, I like it because it makes everybody different and unique, and we can still exist. And I don't look at you and try to diminish you from doing you, right. as long as you just allow me to exist and do my thing. So that and to you, me, right. So that's why I like it. I mean, all, all of our, if we look at that, like, let's think about boys, the men versus Jodeci, right? It's the same yes, thing. It was like this real, thing. right. They were, boys, the men was all the clean, you know, I'll make love to you and all, all the way. And then you had freaking and all this on, on the Jodeci <laughs> side. It was like those two kind of things. Like it was like this fight of how clean you can be versus how, you know, urban. So I, that's why I, I loved it. Uh, I didn't pick a winner. Um, it was a lot of people that said Brandy won. I, it was a lot of people who, I, to me, you, I don't know if you could, because at the end of the day, you came into it knowing who you thought was going to win regardless right. of how everybody, because you love these songs and no, nothing the other person could play could outdo it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I really loved when, when Monica would sing or ad lib and when Brandy oh, would, it was like. That was awesome. That was so Brandy awesome. With them ad libs. Whew killed it like i cannot I, I would love for her to drop an album where she can do that and it'd be i mean i mean i understand what you're saying like the more clean cut but i almost feel like you remember when beyonce first came out and she was almost kind of um in that good girl type thing um where she didn't curse you know she was very polite and then as she got older you know, B just came out rapping and you know what I'm saying? Get the hell out, nigga. Like, you know, uh -huh. all the left and just how she is now with her, her album releases. I can tell she's more authentic and she's more genuine and true to who, I mean, and hell, she's married to Jay-Z. But I really do wish I could hear real grown up Brandy, this is life type thing because she has an amazing talent. I mean, I love me Monica. She's from the A, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, our personalities are the same, but Brandy with the ad living and just the harmonizing, I definitely think she won on that. But it was for me, it was both of them won. The, mm -hmm. Doing it for the culture, they both won. Yeah. Now, you think after this, they, they're still gonna be cool, or you think it was for that night, one night only? I I don't know, cause I think Monica a tough, tough, tough to crack. So I, I think, think so at the too. end, I think Monica. But if, I saw an interview somebody did. I think it might have been on Entertainment Tonight. And and they and, and so somebody was like, well, we hope y'all can do something again. And Monica was like, yeah, I, I would be down. So I think Monica is not, she's still rigid maybe, but just in a mature situation, she know like you can't hold yeah. it like that. And yeah, but I mean, you still can't come for it. But I just think right. maybe <laughs> now as a mature person, 
you might be able to tolerate a person like Brandy, who's just like more flighty, more whatever, more jokey. Yeah. Um, and you, and you don't let it offend you as much as when you young and you think that stuff right. cutting and you might want to bust, bust back on them or something like that. Right. So I think they'll be fine. I, I think they'll, I don't know if they'll work together. I mean, you know, Brandy kept saying, all right, that, you know, when that tour happened in 2021, so Brandy definitely is all about right. going for it. She and I think, right, she, right. Because I think you do, that's, that's that opposite person. You normally, even when we were growing up, you used to see that the person who had the, what was good, always had the real urban, like somebody that they was like, I can live this part of my life through you. Cause you, yeah. you can do I'm not the one brave enough to maybe go to that route, but you can do it. So I think, they'll be fine and they'll be friends. I just think that there have probably been some things that they heard with each other, misunderstandings that never got cleared. Um, I mean, they did the boys mind. So it, uh, maybe there was something there, but yeah. who knows what happened in over the years and how they stayed in contact. But I, I just think there's two personalities that might always at some point have a slight bit of distance. They yeah. might not be the best of friends, but I think they'll be good. Right. And, um, and I think they'll, I th- they probably will do something together again. And, and I know Monica looks like she got a new album coming. Brandy just yeah. dropped that. Brandy just dropped the album. So um, I think, I think it'll be fine. And I think it'll be good. I don't, but I think that personality is always going to keep you at a, at a certain distance. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you sing too, right? <laughs> I'll put you on the spot with that because I saw something you posted on your IG and I think you were either singing background for someone I, I had some background for Anthony David at One Music Fest okay um, I did background um, I've done background uh, there's another artist uh, Daniel Dickey who, who used to go by Real Love I did backgrounds for him so um, yeah I mean I'm like every other black person I grew up in the church and I sung and, and so I can sing. A, I I can hold a few notes. You know, I'm not dropping no album notes out soon, but I can hold a few notes. But yeah, I would love to hear that one day. I wanna. <laughs> I would love to see you on somebody's stage, but back when things are open and we got some festivals, seeing you up there, that would be <laughs> We maybe I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I can hold a couple notes. I I so, out there killing it. Do you still do it, or is it just was kind of like something back in the day? How how long ago was that? Oh my God! This was when it was at Park Tavern. So I don't even know how many. Oh, I remember years. those. Was yeah. it Tuesdays at the park or something? No, like no, no, no. It was they did the um, one music fest at Park Tavern. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was kind of early in its infancy. So this is probably because what they they were at Amphitheater for like three years. They did Centennial last year, and they did like um, so it might have been six, six or seven years ago or something like that. Um. And it was a weird situation. I was, I was actually kind of almost kind of doing like vocal coaching with one friend and I was singing with them, just trying to see if I could try to do something. And then they ended up doing background, got called to do background for Anthony. And then I think he was looking for a male vote and it was like, well, let me call him. And I was like, okay. are you, are you sure? Like, I'm like, I'm really secretive <laughs> about this. And then, so I was like, all right. So we went practice and, and I, I got on stage and we did the show. Uh, and I didn't tell nobody. I just went up there, kind of did it. I, so I remember I had friends and they were like, I could see them looking at me. And I was like, all right, I'm not looking at y'all because I need to focus on these words. <laughs> but they were like, what? What are you doing? I was just like, yeah. So we we did the show. Um, and every now and then my boy Dan Dickey, if he can't get no background, he'll call me and I'll just come in and step in with him. So um, I love this. I love music. I grew up. I mean, actually part of the reason me coming to Atlanta was for music, for the music scene and kind of working inside of it. So I, I, I mean, I may do it around the house 
uh, play mm-hmm. around a little bit, but um, not professionally. Nah, I'm not really doing it. So yeah, but it's, okay. it's I, I would love to do it. So we'll we'll see. My multi talented black brother, talking about. I love it. I love, and he's handsome, y'all. Nice smile, nice white teeth. <laughs> brother, <laughs> you know, my ladies always got to check out my men when they on the show. Like, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> um, so how do we feel about, um, like the women in hip hop right now, like kind of being at the forefront? Of, of music and just the rap game. We got the Cardis, um, who is it? Sweetie, of course, Meg, the Mulatto, um, who was City Girls. I'm here for it. How do you feel about it? Like, I, I feel like men have been given so much like um, feedback on some of the, the songs that have been coming out, and I'm just trying to understand why. I, I think it's time. It's been long overdue. You know, we had our um, MC Lights and Queen Latifahs and, you know, um, who else was back in the day? Um, yeah, so, so this is almost like the third wave in a sense. So yeah, it's like waves. Or maybe... You can uh, you can maybe consider it fourth wave. Uh, so when, you know when hip hop started, you had Roxanne, Roxanne, uh, Roxanne Sante, and you had a, cu- a couple of back when it initially started, where they were like um, the male MCs would have or the crews would have that one female, and it kind of started like that. And mm-hmm. then then I think the second wave in the golden age was when you had the Queen Latifahs, the MC Lights, Yo Yo. Um, you had Yo Yo. You had um, Salt and Pepper and all that kind of. Um, Ooh, Lady yeah. in Rage. I forgot so, her. So that was that was a little bit after, right? So the Lady in Rage's yeah. yo-yos, the Queen Pins. Um, they came actually this might be the fourth or fifth wave. So I think you had that Roxanne Shante, that kind of well, no, maybe MC Light and them kind of were all in the same situation. So MC Light, Queen Latifah, Roxanne Shante, um, you had Salt and Pepper, all of them. And then you came when the little Kims came, right? Yeah. So the Lil' Kim, you had Foxy. Yo-Yo, you had Foxy, Queen Pin. So there was a, a a second wave, and then Missy kind of came on the in, tail end of in the that. Missy and Eve, and yeah, Left Eye from um from TLC was kind of around that. So you kind of had that wave, and then I think the the crazy thing is it went there went a big deep dive where women in hip hop kind of took in the mainstream just kind of went almost completely non-existent. So yep. Lil' Kim wasn't making no stuff. Foxy kind of went away from the game. Lady of Rage, when she came out at that time, was around that time, but it kind of went down. Um, Mia X, you know, even though... Yes, Mia X, yes! All of that. So all in that 2000s where there was a little bit of stuff coming up, all of that kind of died in by the mid to late 2000s and all even through the 2010s, it was really nothing. So if you really wanted female hip-hop, you had to go underground. So like the mm-hmm. Georgia and Muldrow's of the world and Ciroc, and um, there were other in the dope, dope MCs. I could even go back to even when Rod Digger came out during that time as well with, with Flip With Flip Mall. Oh. So in that, that 2000, 2005 was kind of the last yep. wave. And then it was just kind of a dead. And so if you wanted to hear female hip hop, um, even like the Lyric Joneses and them, all that, that was underground. So now they've kind of resurfaced, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you do have the Meg, the Stallions, the Cardi B's, the City Girls, the Saweeties, every doll, cash doll, all, all yeah, those kinds of Every doll, Asian doll, uh, right. doll, China doll. China doll, <laughs> like all the dolls, right? right. 
<laughs> you have all the dolls. And so I think for me as a consumer, any as a male consumer, I don't say anything about what how women express whatever they want to express, right? Mm-hmm. My my as a consumer, I can choose to consume what I want to, right? Right. So now, like, so with the Jermaine Dupree's and all that, I mean, I think the deal of it is, is this. Yes, when we were hip-hop, when you had, I mean, again, let me put Debrat, probably might be the best technical MC that has ever out, that came out back then in that late 90s, right. 2000, the second wave, right? Right. It, it may have been diverse where you had women who were really about lyrics. You had women who might have been about you know, like saying whatever they wanted to say. And then you may have women that were more conscious about writing or what have you, like right. Lauren, cause Lauren Hill was back then as well. And maybe right. now in mainstream, everybody's a Saweetie and a Cardi B. Yeah. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, if they, if they women and they want to express it and, and they coming up, let them have it. Just go find out that there is a Saw Rock. There's a Lyric Jones. There's a Georgia Ann Muldrow. There's a Rhapsody. You know, yeah. there there's other women. Tierra Wet. I love me some Tierra Wet. Y'all right, gotta yeah. get on that Tierra Wet. Yeah, that's, you, that's my girl. Yeah, so there are other women who can provide diversity yep. and just get behind them and maybe put your muscle to move them in the mainstream so you can see that diversity on the main, mainstream side. Because to me, the women in hip-hop now, they basically reflect hip-hop as a whole. Everything is one note. It's either all yep. trap um or all whatever so they're no different right and and i mean in our day we had um if you go back to the earlier area what was it jj fad Mm -hmm. um you had and what was uh, the supersonic girls that was that was jj fad that was okay because that was my shit (laughs) so you had right you had jj fad you had salt and pepper you had so a lot of girl groups even in that era when it was a real heavy hip-hop dance era because that was the kid in plays and the heavy d and the boys and whatever so they mm-hmm. kind of represented that sound as well so i mean yeah you might have had mc light and all them but that was when hip-hop was young fresh and new so right. and you had kind of people who allowed certain individuals so everything would be taken in like yeah if there was no filtering out of this is the one sound that we think will make money over the one sound that was hot. Hip hop was a thing of the whole genre is brand new. So everybody's taking, has, has right. a seat at the table. Yeah. So, but, but today there's only really one sound. So if, if it ain't trap, it ain't nothing. So you can't not expect women to not trap too and be like, Hey, I can come in here and spit this just as well. And just, and do the cadence just like you. So I don't see, I don't have nothing against that. Like, let them, let them live. Let them go out there. Let Cardi B live. Let uh, Meg the Stallion live. Let them all ride. I mean, if you feel like, all right, I want to hear something else, it's much more easier now to go find the other, the other type of MCs and, and play them and just feature them, like work with them. Like, all right, yeah. like you think Cy Rock is dope, like because she's really spitting kind of more like the Brat style lyrics. Mm-hmm. Go pick her up. Right. Go put on a record. Like, go promote her. Like, yo, I, I, go big her up so that she can start get more main play and people can start to bring their attention to her. So I, yeah. I, I don't like. And, and like for me, I'll, to me as a consumer, I always say this: I have the choice not to listen to anything. Like, right. I, I'm not like, turn it off. Like, I, I honestly, I've never listened to WAP just because I'm just not a fan of that type of music necessarily. Yeah. But I, you think I'm going to come out and be like, nah, that's something wrong. And why are they being so vulgar? I mean, people have been being vulgar in music for decades. We can go back. For decades. For decades. And like, so it's not All a big that deal. shit back in the day that, that yeah. 
the old R&B singers used to sing about. When you really listen to it, a lot of that shit was about sex. Uh, of course, but I mean, they just Prince had to... was overt with it, but, you know, yeah. a lot of it was about sex. So yeah, and it, even, yeah, and even the overt stuff, it may not have been played on the radio or, or may not have been publicized, but it was out there. So it's like... Yeah. If you if you really hated that bad, just don't listen to it. But like, wh- why not let them live? Like, if you don't like WAP, don't listen to WAP. Like, it was people that thought Two Live Crew and, Un- <laughs> and Uncle Luca was like vulgar. They didn't have to listen to it. Like, just right. don't hear. Yes, like, we don't we don't say nasty stuff all the time. So don't be mad if like they ain't no different than Luke talking about pop that P or whatever you want to say. Like, why you yeah. hate? Just let it hey. ride. Why you hate and why so many men got an issue with it? And that's why I'm just like, why can't, why is it always an issue when black women, why can't we speak up and talk about our sexuality and talk about what it is we like during sex, what we want from a man? Well, yeah, we like, we like big, I'll, I'll keep it clean for you. We, no, you can say exactly what you want. This is your podcast. <laughs> we like big dicks. So why can't we express how we like big dicks? It's not a problem when white women do it in their sex therapy ways and their erotical ways and, you know, they're on all on IG teaching all these sex classes. It's okay. But as soon as a black woman says something about it, it's an issue. No, we have much as a right as anyone else to say what we want and how we want to feel and not just be, um, you know, I think objectified. I think for a long time, black women have been from, from every race. You know what I mean? It's just all about how we look and how sexual we are, even going back to slavery. You know what I'm saying? The white, how white men used to rape the slaves and how they, you know, you took them from Africa naked because that's what they did in Africa. They walked around showing their breasts and all that kind of stuff. And and you just overly sexualized that, you know, but it's an issue. And and even the issue is coming from, from black men. And I don't understand it, but it's a whole song out there called Throat Baby. I don't know if you heard it. Throw baby, and he's talking about getting a head from a woman and how he want her to put it all the way down his throat and he'll buy anything she wants. I have not heard one person, not one article, not one comment on this song. And I actually love the song because it's a sexy little song, but he's talking about getting his dicks up. But nobody has said anything about that. And it's, it dropped around the same time WAP did. It plays on the radio back to back. I think on the radio it's saying, go baby. But it's called Throat Baby. And nobody said anything. And it's such a double standard. It drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. but and, and that's a societal double standard, right? Cause I, and I remember DL talked about this. And he was like, why would... It, because the, the standard is that women would be better than men, right? There's always a standard that men are just kind of raw, nasty dudes that will say anything, right. that will talk about vulgar. That's just, we just not that good. We don't, yeah. that's not. So women should be better than that, right? And, no. and idea was like, why, why would you want to be that nasty? Like, yeah, we, we, we know we horrible. Why would you want to do that? So I think that was a, a societal thing that where you just feel like women are at such a standard that come, it feels like they're trying to come down mm-hmm. to say these things in order just to compete or, or be on the same level. When, I mean, actually, it's just an expression of their sexuality, or, or how they want to express themselves and how they want to do it in such a way. Yeah, right. it might be similar to how we do, but... Um, but cause yeah, and it, we're all human and, and, and that's, right. at the end of the day we, we should all be able to express ourselves regardless whether I'm a woman or a man. And 
but it just, I think from a man's perspective, it's always been taught to seem to be such a low way to do it. And men yeah. are, and men have an expectation to be that low. So yeah. you just don't expect women to, to fall in that same category. You always think, well, the women are, are the reason we do better because they do better. So it's right. like, there's something. So when you feel like somebody's kind of stepping into your realm, uh, then it, it seems something wrong. But I think at the end of the day, we just live in a space where you, you, you can, express yourself in any way you want to and if you do not like it you don't. do not have to consume it yeah don't listen <laughs> don't consume you know what right. i'm saying you can be like again we can even go back to the brandy monica you could be like brandy monica just say hey i keep mine clean and now yeah. somebody say hey i, I like that i don't both of them can exist it, it i mean and there's an audience for both right i mean it's right. not like so to me it doesn't really matter i think at the end of the day i would never speak against somebody for expressing how they want to like if i don't like it i just don't listen to it so, yeah. you know, but if apparently there's a whole lot of people who don't have a problem and love the song and rock and it. I love the song. I love, the, I song. love the song. I'm like, yes, that wow. And if you as a woman don't like the song, you might just have some dry ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I, <laughs> I yeah. would not like that song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe so you I, got some issues. <laughs> right, right. So I think, I think just let, I, for me, if, as a black man, I just let people live. Like, I'm never going to uh, express, whether I like something or I dislike it, it, because it might not be my particular taste. It might not yeah. mess with me. There's, I mean, Jill Scott and Erica Badu still exist. Um, you know, they, I love me some Jill Scott. You can, you can, you can get with uh, a lot of different other women who are singers and whatever. Um, and again, there are other women MCs out there who choose to do things differently expressing in a different way um right. and you they're they're out there for the consumption so if that's what you're looking for then it's out there promote that absolutely and i know i'm late on this um but can we just can we just talk about the lack of support around meg the stallion and this whole tour lane situation what well it's it's funny i I don't, so I don't know Tory Lanez, right? So I'm not, I, I was never a fan, but I think, so I've, de but it's funny. I've definitely seen a lot from like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. From all, a lot of men who came out and was like in support of like, yo, Tory, you whack, you know, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. There's such a contingency between us black men and black women. You feel like every time a black man is all, he's always wrong. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of take the defensive on the front of, all right, let me really hear what, what to say before I just be like, yo, you trash. Right. Cause you, you always feel like you always wrong. And it, 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 it plays at you to the point that sometimes you just want to make sure you wrong before you trash somebody. I think a lot of people who probably listen to Tory probably were fans of Tory people in the industry who work with him and may not have thought he was that kind of person probably really wanted to know, didn't want to jump immediately. Like, he was wrong. They really right. wanted to be like, dude, please tell me you it's not real. And I think it, but I think it was slow. I will admit. It was slow. It was definitely I slow. Feel like it was definitely know, slow. Ignorant ass, you know, he says I'm crazy, but where are your uh, Diddy's and, and Jay-Z's and, you know, even fucking, well, Russell Simmons probably shouldn't say anything, but where Still, where are where are these that are kind of I guess quote unquote leaders in the hip hop community? Where is your support for her? Because we in the, we in the time of council culture. I definitely think um, he needs to be counseled. I don't think even people are saying that. Well, she jumped on him first. 
you you naturally are stronger. We, Man, I don't know because Tori ain't what like five feet. <laughs> Which also let me go back to that. I don't <laughs> understand why Meg the Stallion, her ass is me and her are the same height. She's five <laughs> ten. And I know she wear heels every every show, everywhere, doing her press junkets, all of that. Why Hell, you even involved with somebody that's five? You already know that man is not going to be able to live up to just even dealing with a successful woman like you because he don't have a Napoleon complex. A lot of people have said that about him, that right. he has a complex. Um, so first of all, maybe they were just friends. I don't know. But clearly it was more to that if you got that emotional where you had to shoot that girl in the feet. Yeah, that was whack. So yeah, Tori, Tori was whack for that. Um, you whack I mean, for that, regardless. Whether she pushed you, whether she slapped you, whether she punched you in the face, you are naturally me. Even five two, he's. I'm sure he still has an upper advantage over me. I don't know. Meg, Meg, Meg ain't no one twenty. Meg, Meg, a good one seventy boy. That that chick solid. She might have. She might have. If she did put hands on it, she might have bust him pretty hard. He probably to me, it probably was whatever happened was more of an embarrassment. To right. Him. Right, but and being that still, short cannot handle embarrassment. Right, but like, <laughs> it's still that's again, it's excessive force. Like you pulling out a gun and shooting somebody, is it, it, is no cause for that. Like whatever, even if you wanted to kind of try to bounce back, you could you could have bounced back. You know, watch out, but or just leave. Whatever the case leave. was, or let her leave because the point is she was apparently trying to leave. And yes. Mad and trying to stop. No, just hey, all right, leave out. She'll calm down, and, and if we don't ever talk, we don't. But if we do, we'll get it back. But I push yeah. her ass out of the car like uh, Mike Tyson did. Naomi Campbell that came out this week that Mike Tyson pushed her out of a moving car. That's not funny, but <laughs> I can still see him and her together in a volatile relationship because I think she would throw them hands, and of course we know that. But she then came back and was like, "Are you sure that it was that I didn't push him out of the car?" Either way, somebody got pushed out. Pushed out of the car. But yeah, I think, I, yeah, Tory Lanez is horrible for that. Uh, there's no excuse for that. Um, he's yeah. whack for that. Yeah, I, I think this time, I think people were in a situation to like, I, I, I don't know, it's like, can, can, how, why would, I, it, first of all, it probably baffled you. Like, why would he shoot her? Like, right. you, like I need, and so I think some people are like, you need to give me a reason that you weren't that dumb off the rip. Like there got to be something that you had to, something had to happen that maybe I can go, all right, well maybe I can, or, or whatever the case is. Like maybe she pommeled him and beat him up and whatever. And he felt like he pulled it off and it's like, all right, well you lay hands, you lay hands. But I think people was like, it's like, nah, you can't be like, say something homeboy. Cause you, she, we saying this, she covered, she ain't trying to talk nothing. Now it's slowly coming out relationship wise. He might, I mean, he may be able to create. I mean, he got deported. Apparently, he went back to Canada, so he got deported. Oh, he did get deported. Yeah, they 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 send him back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, I know. It was like within a, you know, within a week. Like, oh, that's good. We we'll send his yeah. ass back to Canada. Yeah. Um, so he got the. Apparently, he got deported because somebody even said they showed him at a McDonald's in, in Canada, or something, <laughs> in, in Toronto, or what have you. But so he, his rela- relationship wise, trying to work with other people, do whatever. Like, I don't know if that will ever happen because like what you did was just completely wrong and you whack for it, it and you, you whack for it like wait and then my point is you grew up in canada i don't know if it was toronto but i know a lot about canada canada don't have a whole bunch of crime i don't even know it, it really bothers me especially this generation of 
kids in hip hop growing up where everybody wants to be so hard and wants to be a gangster. You did not grow up like that. I, and I know you ain't grow up like that in Canada. They don't even ride like that in Canada. I've been to several parts of Canada and it's not like that. So why did, and you're an R&B singer who kind of mingles and rap. So why you even need a gun? I don't, I don't well, know. Back in the day, them R&B singers were the worst. <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> That's Tammy true. Terrell, Tammy Terrell can attest, boy. Them James Brown and Right. I was about to get on up last night. I've been this whole, yeah, since last weekend, my movie watching has been centered around Chadwick, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, 42 and, yeah, Get On Up and uh, Message to the King. I didn't like Five Bloods, even when it came out. I, I can't get into that one, but I'm still doing my Chadwick Boseman tribute. So Yeah, yeah. And he, um, you know, terrible loss. Terrible. terrible loss man i'm still i'm still just reeling about that i just he was just an inspiration to us as black people i think to right. other actors you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that was a tremendous loss like a monumental loss for us and i just i mean i know somebody will fill his shoes right we got um what's his name john david washington denzel's washington's uh son and um who else um, I mean, you still got Michael B. Jordan. I mean, there's still maybe a couple of others, but I don't know his presence and the reverence he had for life and people. I don't, I, I don't see anybody now having that. So uh, you just hope that there is somebody that will come yes. along. Because he was so humble too. So I don't humble. see Michael B. Jordan being humble. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't like him. I just say, I don't see him being humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never been a fan of his. But yeah, hopefully somebody will come in and fill those shoes because we, we certainly need that. So let's discuss um, the whole age <laughs> the whole age yeah, thing. Marcus Houston, who is 39, just married a 19-year-old woman. And how, how long have they been dating, James? Well, apparently he may have met her when she was 17. And then he waited until she was 18 to start dating and then within five months of dating they got engaged and that's too young to me i but as a 40 year old man and trust me i have for the people who who know me well i have much experience with this um (laughs) (laughs) um i feel like if you're in your 40s you definitely should not she ain't even hit 20 Technically, she's not even legal yet. Yes, she's legal to get married, but she can't even drink and have a, because she didn't fucking have champagne at her own wedding. If you're that old as a man, I don't think you need to be dating a 20-year-old person because you have lived, and, and 40 years old is not even a long life to live, right? Like, we've not, we still got a lot of years to go and grow as as people. But I, I feel like, there's going to be um, a stunt of growth for her because she's with somebody who has also been in the entertainment industry. He's seen a lot of things. He's done a lot of things. So I feel like at 40 something, you don't really want to do the same thing that a young person at 20 would want to do. And so I'm pretty sure there's going to become a, at a, some point in their relationship where she wants to still go out and club and do all this kind of stuff. And he's not going to want her to do that. And so, um, I just, I see a major issue with that. And, and him claiming that he waited a year, I doubt that you waited a year. You were smashing before that year, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I, like I said, yeah, he said he waited till she was an adult before they started dating. Because um, apparently, so Chris Stokes was the manager of Immature His Group, 
and mm-hmm. also Omarion in their group. And apparently the young lady was a friend of Chris Stokes' daughter. Okay. So Chris Stokes, his manager, has a daughter that's about 19, 20, 20 years old. And so I guess that's how he met because she's a friend of hers. And I guess they were hanging around in the same circle. But you met Shorty when she was like 16, 17 years old. So I'm like, I would have just been like, I don't care how. I mean, because the girl is pretty. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous girl. But I would have just been like, you 17? I don't even see in my mind could be like, yeah, I'll wait till you 18 and I'm going to holler at you. Like, I just would have been like, nah. And I, because I even, the way I feel is like, I feel kind of like you said, is maybe exactly like, I would stunt you by yeah. dating because I'm in a completely different place Absolutely. in my life. So, and I know what I was at 19. And even for, for people who were young, but dated older individuals, like dating somebody 20 years old, and, and mm-hmm. that's a completely different place in life. I, yeah, if you 19 and you dating somebody 25, okay, you know, yeah, maybe right. maybe you're still kind of within the same spot. They're a little bit older. They they got a job. They're working. So they, they starting to experience a lot more of adult life than you are just getting out your out your parents' house. But f- almost 40? Almost 40? Almost 40. You done. Yeah. And then just from her, from her standpoint, girl, you ain't even, listen, Ain't wet behind the edge yet. Uh, with this whole, let me not say that. Let me back up. I, I feel like we as women should definitely experience um, different, have different experiences in life. At, at nineteen, I'm I'm not sure how many boyfriends she's had. You know what I mean? You need to date a couple of people and go through life and live life a little bit to know even who you are and how you want to be treated as a woman. And sometimes you don't get there until you're damn near forty years old in your twenties. You just out here dating just to date. You know what I'm saying? This is my boyfriend. But but when you start getting in your 30s and your 40s, you realize who you are. You're more in tune with that and what you like. You don't know what you like at 19. So now you're married to this man. You might get in this marriage two years. And I mean, thank God for divorce. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this marriage two years later, you might not even like this man. Yeah. I've definitely dated older men. Like when I was younger, I only dated older men. So I'm a... You know, and, and so I, I, I do have to back up a little bit, but um, it was definitely not a 20-year age gap like that. It would be maybe 10 years, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe 15 max, but then even then, I think when I was maybe 35, I dated like a 50-year-old man. Right. Um, so I've definitely done that. You know, older men treat you better. They're definitely more attentive. Um, they're more generous. They, they, their finances are together. Um, however, right now I want to date someone my age. I don't feel like at 41, I still have a lot of energy. It's still a lot of things that I want to do. I have a four year old. He keeps me young. I can't see myself even dating a 55 year old man right now because the energy is different. Like I said, I'm a foodie. I want to go and bounce and hop around at different restaurants. I want to go high stone mountain. Unless he's a young 50 or 55 year old man, he's not going to want to do that. And, and you know, men tend to become more homebodies. I think also once they're getting older and it's a difference in, in the, the sex, sex drives. Once men become older, you're not going to get that three, four times a night that you might want to do on the weekend. And it's just, Listen, I have a bunch of experience with this. It's just a fact, I'm telling you. So um, I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't date somebody that's older at, at this age. I want to date somebody who's 
Probably, yeah, 40 to, I would say 48. I ain't going to even give it a full 10 years because <laughs> I just think the energy is different. Yeah. I think, uh, but uh, one of the things that we kind of brought up, uh, there were a lot of me- uh, memes of responses on Twitter, like, you know, he basically raised her to, to be his wife or they'll do it, what have you. But at the end of the day, for a man his age, a 19-year-old doesn't come with all the baggage and all the experience of an older woman. So he can right. basically start from scratch with her. Yes. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, he ain't got to worry about her bad relationships. He ain't got to worry no. about any, anything that them went through. He ain't got to worry about trying to unravel or undo some stuff. He basically got somebody who just kind of fresh out and he can start to build whatever this relationship is. Even a lot of times when you have people who are similar to the same age and get married young, the advantage is you be, you basically grow through life with them. So everything together. together and everything evolves and everything you learn and you're able to kind of maybe better handle someone evolving and moving in a different direction uh, because you get to grow versus when you are in your 30s and 40s and meeting somebody else who's also in their 30s and 40s, you're more so trying to puzzle yourself together because you've right. gone through your life's experiences they gone through theirs so now it's more of a putting puzzles together versus a gelling and kind of growing mm-hmm. it's more so can i fit with you and then if we fit how do we move from this point and kind of grow together so with him messing with her at 19 she's basically gelling with him how, however he does or whatever he does she basically that's how mm-hmm. her life is going to be molded in shape so mm-hmm. she's not going to really know nothing different and she's not going to be able to have those experiences, have those breakups, have go through all that, know what she like and don't like, because he going to be the one thing that she can only like or kind of figure out whether she deal it or not. Right. So, um, and, you know, probably she probably don't have no kids. So if he want to have kids, you know, again, this ain't no maybe trying to co-parent or take over or, or even that, 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 that dynamic, he can just kind of basically yeah. she just mold into him. So, you know, I, I guess that's the advantage for him because I could, for, to me, maturity wise, I just can't see. I was about to ask you that. Can you date a 20 year old? Nah, I mean. Can you date a 21 year old? There's just going to be some relatability. We're totally into our generations are so vastly different now. It's not like mm-hmm. our, maybe our parents were, their generation may include 20, 25 years or something like that. So they're, Absolutely. You know, where now our generations are maybe like nine, nine years apart or whatever, it's like more shorter. And so we're so vastly different. Like what she's coming up on, I ain't nowhere near kind of can, can relate to. So although, I mean, it's not that she couldn't be intelligent. It's not that she couldn't be smart. We might, we could possibly be into the same things, but we just, we, our life experience. She on TikTok and you on Facebook, okay? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> our, our, our lived experiences would be so different till it yeah. would be like, I would be saying a, talking about stuff or doing stuff that she wouldn't even have a she would be just in delights and then she would be saying stuff i'd be like what right so i just couldn't see me doing that right it's just like at a certain point you want to be with somebody that you can at least relate to absolutely on on some level i just couldn't see me relating to a 21 year old and it's it's kind of giving me r kelly vibes to be honest it's and I hate that man. I'm gonna say it. I, I do. I, <laughs> I stopped listening to R. Kelly back when that story broke about Aaliyah. I have not purchased anything since then, and don't even never listen to him since then. So it's giving me. It's a little R. Kelly ish. Yeah, it's it's definitely a difference. I mean, like, but and I was telling him even when I was talking to my Sundays on So Cool, I was like, now 
if she, if he was 50 and she was 30 it would be different it would be different i might, I might not i, I wouldn't be that big of a deal i mean because that actually that was that was salon so i think her husband was like 51 when she was like 27 or whatever her yeah age. so i would be like eh. yeah 30 yeah. you you've lived life like i said you live you've had enough experiences to where you kind of i feel like even at 30 you just come into knowing who you are i mean if you know who you are at 20 something then shout out to you you know what i'm saying most that ain't most people but at 30 you still live you've gone through college you've had enough heartbreak and loves and just life experience around work and just you maybe even traveled a bit you know what i mean mm-hmm. but, Nothing at 19, and I right. her. I wonder how her family and everything felt about that, or it might just be, Oh, this is Marcus Houston, so that's you know, right? Go for it, girl, you know, right? Um, so interesting. I, I hopefully it works out, and congratulations to them, not knocking them. Congratulations, <laughs> right? It's a little weird vibes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, definitely. So, we've come to the part of the show where I like to do my segment called the 44. Mm-hmm. Actually, four questions about being in your 40s and where you are in life right now. So, what's the best thing about being in your 40s to you? The best thing about being in my 40s is being young enough to still have the energy to enjoy life, but old enough to have the wisdom to be able to navigate it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you know, when you're young and in your 20s, you don't know. So you, mm-hmm. you you basically are gaining the experience. Yeah. So at this moment in my life, I have the experience to be able to use to, to navigate life. But I'm still young enough that I can still move around and enjoy and not feel that I don't have the physical strength to kind of do things mm-hmm. that I would want to do. So um, that's the best thing about being in your 40s. Just Just mm-hmm. that wisdom that you can have. I absolutely agree. That's what I feel too. I, I know who I am. I've been through enough shit. Um, and, and because of that, anything that's thrown at me, I know how to, how to handle it. I, I'm pretty sure I, I got it. Um, what is something that your 40 year old self will tell your 30 year old self? Oh, that's a good question. What would my 40 tell my 30? It's okay to be you. Mm, good one. It's okay to be you. Good one. Um, where do you feel the most joy in life right now? <laughs> in quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm going to have to change that question up a little bit because everybody's going to be like, what the hell? Am I getting joy right now? But right. There's still things. Um, sitting with you. Oh, that's that's the most, most joy, being able to interact and, and talk and have conversations like this. Um, in this period of time, that's my most joy. Thank you. You're making me blush. <laughs> making me tingle inside. Okay, on to the next question. <laughs> y'all know how I get when I get around handsome men. Y'all, y'all know how I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you want to do over the next decade? And what do you feel that you would need to do? Um, or what it, what it would take to get you there? Oh, that's another hard question. Ugh, what, what, what do I want to do over the next decade? <laughs> I mean, I still, I mean, as a single man, not with no kids, never been married, I still want to have a family. Um, what it takes to get there is, wow. 
if I knew the answer, I might have been there already. <laughs> um, Today now, uh, get on Tinder and get on Hinge. Oh, my God. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it, cause you ain't gonna meet nobody right now. <laughs> Hinge is hilarious though, but um, it is, it, it, is. It, it is hilarious. Um, actually, that could be maybe maybe the next person you talk to, you should probably talk about dating app etiquette, cause it's you Ooh. could do you could do a three hour segment on just how to interact on dating apps. Yeah, <laughs> men do not know how to interact. And, men, please, if I send you a question and say, "So, what are you doing for the Labor Day weekend?" Don't just send me back a one-word response, chilling. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, what is the dialogue here? Do you know how to converse? Are you going to ask me something back? How, then I send a message, how's your day going? <laughs> I'm like... That's ironic because okay. there, there was a woman on his that gives me the same one-word response. And I was just like... Okay, obviously you don't want to talk. Unmatch. Yeah, unmatch. I ain't got time for this shit. Like, I'm not going to drag, pull no conversation out of you. Like, um, and on his profile, he did say, I'm a man of few words. But I'm like, nigga, are you a mute? Like, are you a mute? <laughs> he, he, told, he told you, hey, you get three. <laughs> he did. He was like, but once we get into conversation, you know, it, it gets going. I'm like, but how are we going to get into conversation with these one word else? I, I ain't got time for this. So, but yes, ladies, James is single and, you know, goal of the next decade. Well, let's try to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, John, I, I would love to have a family because I just, it's funny, in quarantine, I realize it's when I'm not in quarantine, I know how to, as a single man, to get what I need to get to get through the day and get through my life. I can yeah. get the energy from other people. But when you in this time, you realize, not nah, I, I kind of want somebody here. Right, yeah. and, I, and for me, I'm not the overly sexual person or something like that. But it's just like just having somebody you can just laugh with, a joke with, just talk with, be around, lay around together. Just like it's like, yeah. hey, you count you you want that person? You can just kind of do whatever you want to, and, and y'all can kind of enjoy that space. Because in quarantine, it, it's difficult when you by yourself. Like you just I'm like. Sure. You trying to reach out to people, talk to people. You just trying to do anything because you you don't have the opportunity in a normal situation where you can go out and just right. talk to somebody or meet up with your friends or just random people. You can just kind of spark that energy up with. So right. you definitely yeah. realize like so uh, how to make that happen. I I wish I knew. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping that I'm making myself as good as possible. So when I meet that person, we we can make it happen, and then I commit myself fully and make it work. So that's awesome. Well, we gonna. I'm 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 praying for you, and I'm praying for myself too, because we are <laughs> love. And, uh, right. <laughs> and we we're 41. We we ain't no spring chicken, so I hope we. Mm-hmm. So, thank you so much for being on the show with me. You're welcome. <laughs> I enjoyed I appreciate it. Appreciate it. this is a great conversation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> so yeah, anytime you want me to come on Sundays with cool with Soul J. I keep wanting to say so cool J. <laughs> but that's what it is. So cool J. That's what it okay. is. So cool J. Yeah. So cool J. Okay. Yeah, just let me know, man. And yeah, definitely. And uh yeah, go follow him, guys. Yeah, so follow me on I'm I'm at So Cool J on Instagram and on Twitter, although I, I'm on Instagram mostly. Um I do have a website called soulcooljay.com that I'll be launching soon. Um and I hopefully will have a podcast. Um, I'm working on recording right now, uh, probably called On The One uh, podcast that I'll hopefully learn how to edit and start posting so I can be just like my sister Nikita and have a good time 
doing this stuff. Well, so. just let me know whatever help you need. I'm still le- I'm still learning about the videos. The, the editing thing with the podcast, I got down. But those videos, we throw it before loop. So <laughs> we get together on that. So okay, I James. No, I appreciate you as well.